Thank you for joining us tonight. We have Bishop Dana Durier and Bishop Robert Bearden and myself, Padre Paul, and we so look forward to being with you throughout the year, but also on this call tonight. So thank you for joining us. Like everything, I think part of Celebrate Life tradition is to pray as we enter into, I call it, the mystery of our lives and also the experience of God. So Bishop Bobby, can I ask you to open up with prayer tonight? Absolutely. Divine Presence, we call upon your infinite wisdom and your kindness and your love. And we thank you, first of all, that everyone could join tonight in community and in one heart. It takes a village, and it certainly takes so many of us who are willing to come together in your name to experience what it really means to know and love God. It's one of the things that makes Celebrating Life such a wonderful organization and an organism of goodwill. And it's because of this that you have visited uh, us with your consciousness, your love, your hope, your dream, your possibility, and your healing. We long to be a ministry that can work in conjunction with the highest realms of creation. We long to be a ministry who can hold each other as we go through our processes, our steps, and our growth. But we certainly want to be a friend to all who visit us in any way, shape, or form. And with that, we say amen. Amen. Extraordinary prayer, my friend. You covered it well. And it actually represented celebrating life. And I think is the image that, I don't want to say we portray, but we actually try to live out. Because we touch hundreds or thousands through our own words, through our own ministries, individually and corporately. And to me, it represents the Christ consciousness. And within that Christ consciousness, so many different opportunities uh, present itself to us. And it's how we respond to those. It really shows us or shows the world how we love God or how, how we represent God in our, in our personalities, in our characteristics, in our emotions. And I'm very, very excited about letting go of the past, all of the past, even the good and the bad, and then allowing grace to unfold as we step out in, quote, faith, which is one of the attributes of God that where the miracle realms happen, where the healings happen. When we step out of ourselves and trust the divine, those miracles show up. And I'm looking for a greater capacity of that for 2019 for celebrating life. Part of what Dana and Bobby and I had a conversation for this event tonight, and I presented that question of, did anyone have a, a word for themselves that represents ministry for them? And I'm going to ask that for Dana and then Bobby, but I'll lead with the word that I got was intimacy and how I can serve this ministry. The input is actually intimacy, and it's in that grace that I know that I know that I know that God loves me and will allow that grace to pass through me. So the more I can disengage my own personality, my own thoughts, my own desires, and enter into a place of emptiness, then God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, fills my life full for these miracles to happen. Not only in my life, which they have been, but also in people who are walking in, like St. Paul, they, in the scripture it talks about St. Paul, he was walking along and the shadow of St. Paul healed people. And so that's kind of the image that I would love to see happen in my own personality that people get healed just by walking next to me or touching me or just hearing a word. And that can happen to you too. We're not special. We're only special in what 
the deposit that God has for you and me. And once I recognize my relationship with God is solid, then I can walk in faith and just allow that grace, that light, to create these miracles around me or within the ministry. So Dana, what word comes to your heart when we talk about ministry and 2019? Padre, as you said, with the intimacy for CLM, as a word for CLM, it made a tremendous amount of sense to me, whether that's personal for you, but for the organization as well, because I was really strongly feeling so great in terms of the changes I went through personally. I could feel so helped and supported by how rapidly it feels you are growing and CLM is growing. And I could tell that this intimacy is going to draw us nearer into that presence. And with that presence, God's going to bring our individual issues all up to the front so that we can confront them or release them so that we can move into that intimacy with God. And I can speak to that directly because I'm always the guy that likes to do things the hard way, I guess. And (laughs) my work is toward bringing the presence into my life. I've known that for the last couple years. The overall word for last year was surrender. And I've got Mm. three different words that I'll be running into this year. And the current one is serenity. And the serenity is is quite interesting because each one of these words is a word that I've been scared of. That's what I notice when I hit it. Serenity is a word. It doesn't bother me. But serenity is about being broken so that I can surrender into the river more. And what I'm noticing is that I have been doing this more and more throughout our retreats, through Brazil, through our West of Heavens. I find myself in that presence such that it's, feeling like a resonance that's just ringing out for miles. The yeah. problem is I'm not doing it at home all the time, meaning like I'm holding it throughout my day. I'm a bishop, but I may forget it while I'm eating or while I'm watching a movie. I, I let the volume turn down. Mm, yeah. And what I find when I go into the presence is a type of, stillness or quietness as opposed to loud booming voices or violins playing or angels singing even. It's this really high tone that comes in going right through the core of my body. And I've been tapping on working on it and I had a relatively quiet couple weeks off. The school's closed. We don't have any events going on. I don't have any private retreats. So it's just hanging out me and my dog and my Christmas tree. And it was going wonderful until New Year's Day which I spent the afternoon looking for an urgent center to check out my racing heart. Wow. It was in like a palpitation. It started while I was cooking my brunch, and I was like, what the heck's going on? I'm dizzy. My heart's racing. I don't have any heart history history of any issues. I've had it checked out lately, and I was like, what the heck's going on? So I went to urgent care, and I'm like all urgent cares, they were closed on New Year's Day because it was holiday. <laughs> oh, I don't mean to laugh. Sorry. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was just my life. That's how it works. So I called my uh, doctor. He, he answered his, his wife, said, you better answer that. And he just walked me <laughs> through. He said, yeah, I think you're okay. I don't think you need the emergency room because you seem like you're coming out of it now. And I'm going to check in with the doctor next week. And what I knew was God showing me, you stop listening. The New Year's here. And you're relaxed. You're thinking about it just as a day. It's a Dana day. They, mm, and it's just yeah. trying to show me mm-hmm. there's no more Dana days. There's just no more time that you can be in your own timing. 
See, I need to be, serenity is being in God's timing in all things, not just return to Dana's time, which I'm always worried about being on time because I have so many responsibilities. And even though there wasn't any responsibilities on New Year's Day, it's the start of this year and all the things I have to do. Yeah. And I watched how it just creeped in. I wasn't even really thinking about it. I just let go of my space. I let go of mm. being in that continual song. Which is really funny because this year, you know, I always go out and buy my own Christmas presents because every day is Christmas and every day is my birthday <laughs> and I like to really think of it that way. But all I got this year was ministerial out accoutrements. I got a new stole. I got a new cup. Oh. I got a new, I got a lot of new things, but they all had to do the ministry. Not one thing was a new shirt. Not one wow. thing was, you know, and I felt really happy about that. So I was asking myself, what was missing while I was cooking? And they said, you just stopped listening. You mm -hmm. stopped listening, and it happened probably from the night before while I was having New Year's Eve dinner. I just was enjoying myself and decided to take a break. And that break was just really quiet. It wasn't a big deal. But I understand this year is about that if I want to stay in that flow of the presence, I'm going to have to have a constant check-in, like a teleconference call every five minutes. There you go. Yeah, I <laughs> I'm agree really, with it. I'm really, I'm really good with it because I know what came up was also I called my friend Eric and we checked in with my guides and they were just saying, no, no, it's just something you pushed forward. There's no health issue. So I talk about my own death contract or anything like that. It's way out there. I'm not dying, everybody. Everything's fine. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking I'm going to get like 72 emails. Are you okay? It's like, no, I'm just, I'm fine. It was very interesting to watch. I did all the right steps, called my doctor right away and taking care of myself. It's nothing to do with anything I ate, drank, or medicine I'm taking. It's just simply God saying, a little pressure on your heart there. I'm not listening. I just need to get your attention. So I'm really happy about it because it serves notice that my heart's the most important place in the world. What I do with it is the most important thing I can do. And where I'm putting my focus is where my heart is. So you can't separate your mind from your heart. You can't decide that all these things have to do take a time out that we have to do in our lives as a time out from the most important part of the wisdom, which is the heart's wisdom, which is that telephone to God, to your guardian angels, to our crew of counselors giving us notice that it's really important now for all of us to really be doing this. So important right now with the world in its topsy-turvy swirling motion that all the plants and the animals and bugs don't think is really too overwhelming, but we do. And it's time to take a hold and step up. So I'm here for that, as well as I know you are, and I know Bishop Obvious, and I'm glad to be here with you doing it. My second word is coming up later this year is silence, which is why I just went quiet there for a long time. <laughs> that was a little bit more scary for me. Not the silence of not speaking, but the silence of emptiness, silence of uh, God's immense presence. If you could go out into the quantum field and feel that expansion of what God is, that stillness is so large and so encompassing, it takes my breath away. So right now I'm just working on serenity. And what was very interesting is today's Jesus calling, saying, this is your reading for the year. With just a simple statement, just the first paragraph, is I am the firm foundation on which you can dance and sing and celebrate my presence. My high and holy calling for you. Receive it as a precious gift. Glorifying and enjoying me is a higher priority than maintaining a tidy, structured life. 
You hope you're striving to keep everything under control, an impossible task and a waste of precious energy. Now, my singing and dancing is always kind of just being in that state. It's not a physical singing and dancing. It's not a joy of a nervous system where you feel excited and happy. It always seems to be more like that river, just kind of like a peacefulness that doesn't stop. Um, and I always find that joyful. I've always found being in nature being very joyful, just really happy for no reason. And that's how what I'm bringing and aiming for, reach deeper into that intimacy. That's beautiful, Dana. Just uh, the idea, we all kind of set ourselves up. And I know you teach that in your school about projecting or what's your intention. Put it in colors, put it in words. The idea is we're say, playing with the, the molecules of God. And in that... Yeah. It comes together when we become in one accord, whether that's in thought, action, or prayer. So, Bobby, did you give us your definition that you have for your word? No, I haven't said it yet, Patrick. So the word that I received is light, L-I-G-H-T. And my experience with that is I was reading your text that you wrote about you you found your word and then you'd like us to find a word. And I was walking and I stopped to pray at this particular image of Mary that I really love. And she, oh, yes. sits, alo- she sits alone in a courtyard out in front of a church and it's on a very busy street. And I often go there and speak to her and pray. And I realized that she was very animated. And so I was praying and I was asking, could you please bring your light into our call tomorrow? And then I took a picture. Mm. And then I started walking away, and I was reading your text. And I said, oh, oh wow. I know my word. And then I said the word, and I sent you the photo of my yeah, experience. Yeah, mm, And it's so, it's so interesting because the way that the divine often works with me is truly just moment to moment. I don't have a big plan. I've never been one who was able to do like a five-year plan, a 10-year plan. Oh, um, sure. But the divine is so generous with me that the light keeps turning on in a, very, in a way that's extremely clear and clarifying. And that's where I take my cues. I just take it from how the divine is working in my life or in my consciousness. And also, earlier, at the beginning of December, a few of us gathered together to do a new process, a new oneness process. And interestingly enough, it's about bringing in the supreme light that's connected with the, with the supreme love of the universe. And so I am communicating with that supreme light and that supreme love as often as I can put it together to do that. Sometimes I, I'll go into a, a, a different version of prayer only to discover that my heart is so attuned to the light now that I'm just wanting to seek that light, even though it's sometimes a light that shines on things that are uncomfortable or I haven't Mm. quite gotten there in my consciousness, but the light turned on so that I could see how to do it. And so for me, the supreme light of supreme love is, is my experience for today and what I'd like to share with everyone Wow, that's so beautiful, Bobby. I mean, it, it sheds a different positioning. Call it prayer, call it intimacy, call it surrendering or serenity, these qualities of the Godhead that once we own it in a sense, just as in 
preparing for tonight, an hour before this phone call, I just felt the stirring inside. It's almost like the divine wanted out. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get on the call. It's just mm-hmm. that, that relationship, that fellowship, that oneness that's within me now wanting to express herself and touch others by my words, by my actions, by just a glance or a smile or a shadow at St. Paul, that healing can take place. And Bobby, I want to just shed another light on something you said in your preparation with the the oneness, this supreme light. The idea is your life, it merges, you're in the present moment. So whenever anything is challenging, we can, I'm sure most of you have heard about the John of God experience and that initial shock of hearing what's going on or has gone on and now consequences to that. To take that in and really find the light in all this experience For me, that's what celebrating life is about, and using this in a very general term is, for me, I look to each individual. I look towards the light. Even though their life might be a mess, my heart goes to that place where God illuminates, and it's my job or my opportunity to call that forth in times of darkness. And because I or we, our community members, are ordained, we are priests, and if someone comes to us with their stuff, we are to represent Christ. And it's like, so there is no condemnation and that there is no judgment there. It's just taking the person where they're at and bringing them into the fullness of Christ consciousness so they can live a better life. And for those who have been, call it, victims to this, my heart goes out to them. I'm very sad, and I pray for them. So I pray for both parties, not just one. And it's in that, that's how I represent Christ to our community. It, it is in the relationship with prayer. Because the scripture says we fight powers and principalities, not human flesh. And we, I like, I should say we, I like to condemn sometimes because they're not doing it right. But yet it's really the heavenly realm, the dark side of spirituality that influences our lives. And so we do need the light in order to bring all things into the light so it can get healed. And as Dana said in his, his word for that serenity is bringing the good and the bad, bringing everything up so it can be dealt with into the light. And it's like that is, to me, what represents celebrating life or my Christ consciousness, my relationship with the divine. And I, I don't know if you either have a comment to make on that, but it really is my whole purpose is about being prayerful for anyone who comes to for a need they have. So it's like Dana says, I, I don't have a day off. <laughs> it is living that if you're communing with the divine, then you have to represent that, even though sometimes my ego can get in there and sometimes I don't want to do what I'm being asked to do. But, but scripture says forgive 70 times 7 and I have to live that, so there can't be no judgment there. So, anyway, other comments? I agree with you, Padre. We just never know where we're going to serve God at the highest level. And sometimes yeah. we make we use our life in one way, and God takes us out of that situation and puts us in another one because that's where we're going to have the Being most access. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And not, I mean, everybody starts out with the best of intentions and everyone starts yes. out with the best the best desire to serve and to, to heal and to help and yeah. you know we just we, we can never know what happens 
inside the person. But we, we, can, we can go to a place of prayer, and we can go to a place of compassion for ourselves, yeah. for, whatever's, for whatever's coming up. Compassion for the situation on both ends of the spectrum, like you said. Correct. But it, it, we really do have to be prayer-centered about these things because there's so much complexity, and we really just will never know the circumstances fully about anything. But we do have yeah. to have discernment. We have to have a prayerful discernment, which I believe comes from the heart. And the, the heart has so much expansion and so much possibility that when we let things rest in our heart rather than trying to work it through our mind, we can mm. come to a greater divine intelligence. So beautiful, Bobby. I was just thinking, I've, I've been in this conundrum my whole life because I come from a holistic view that everything needs to be looked at from the macrocosm going as far out and far out as you can. When I was in school, Everything was on microcosm. People were studying a specific insect and how many legs it had. And I was looking at how to work with honeybees and the soil and the weather. And I had to go further out and further out. Mm. And it seems our whole culture is already microcosmic in which we try to come down and figure out exactly that, how many legs are on this insect. And we'll both argue because we'll decide that's not a leg. That looks more like an aperture or that's an antenna. And I'm going to argue about that. Oh, yeah. And I keep being reminded by Ron's quote of, you've got to see ourselves as wonderfully made. You've got to see yourselves yeah. as the quantum field. And I know when I was a little boy, I was afraid the policeman would come along and say, there was somebody that broke into this house on the next street, and I knew I was guilty of it. And I was wondering, what am I talking about? I haven't done anything. I haven't gone anywhere. Why do I feel so guilty? Well, it's all the work I've done over time. We've, we've all explored the dark side. We've all right. had moments of, although it might be other lifetimes, it, it could come to the forefront in this lifetime. So we all have an, a tendency to blame, shame, and cover up. Yeah. And it could also be coming from the other no way to go forward conversation. When Jesus was at the temple, the Pharisees were trying to trick him into everything by demanding he enter into conversation and directly answer their question. Yeah. Because somehow it would give proof to a right or wrong. And he just kept going to the holistic view. He just kept saying, God's everywhere. God heals all the time. I'm a servant of God. Yeah. He would never answer them directly because it was, we're in a, con a time of conflict now where you're supposed to pick right or left. You're supposed to pick right. conservative or liberal. You're supposed to be antifada or you're supposed to be nationalistic. And all these things are bait to be pulled yeah deep into a pit where there's no solution. That doesn't mean avoid the topic. Right. It means exactly. reach into the biggest space of where you are and find that love and clarity and then start working. Get yourself involved and start working. And my experience, Brazil or otherwise, has always been with any organization. They're conflictive. Yeah. People are conflicted. Mm -hmm. People have their stuff. Every teacher I've seen, including Ama, has stuff. I've seen yeah. her throw energy at her, at her uh, attendance and not atone for it right away. And I just say, ah, she's working on that. I understand that. Now, yeah. I go to Brazil to meet the entities. The entities are everywhere. They're at Amas. They're at, with the Dalai Lama there down in Brazil. I know that they're part of that bigger picture, and they're trying to transform us, trying to help us understand how to move past all this conflict we have down here. And we tend to always just move straight to black or white and throw the baby out with the bathwater. In which case, we'll just start all over again and we'll do it again and again and again. And that doesn't lead to a miracle. That doesn't lead to healing. That leads mm. to combat. 
So I'm holding everything in prayer, whether it's our government, other governments. I mean, the country of Brazil has big problems with their new president, too. It's very militaristic and hoping to kill anybody that disagrees with them. We're all in a place where it has to be a time of infinite remembering and infinite love and then infinite action that comes from that love and wisdom, not from a gut reaction to, oh, my God, I can't believe this happened. We live in a world where we've been surrounding ourselves with an ozone that's been going away, and I'm part of it because I drive my car all day. But I pray every day while I drive my car, hoping that I'm transforming some of that, and hopefully that there is a solution on the the horizon that will solve the ozone. But that's going to come through me being not just praying about it, about investing what kind of other technology is available. What else can I help with? How can God come through the world through me? And my sense is we're going to be asked as a cock crows, what side are you on? What side are you on? What side are you on? In which case we can deny and run. We can hide and, and think somehow that we're associated with the bad when we aren't. Right. None of us are. We all have this choice to reach deep inside and find the true diamond, the true connection and then speak from there in which healing can happen. Like what you were saying, Padre, that last picture we have of you at the last retreat when you're just standing there praying over the... You can see the presence coming out of you and going across all the people, and it's going into the camera and into the video, and it's going into the recording. And so when future people can witness this or read it or listen to it, they're going to experience that expansion of a possibility. Because what we do celebrate over and over again all the bad stuff that's happened over in time, we keep celebrating the birth of, a, of these few beings that have come to the planet to show you the true answer, whether it's Jesus, or Buddha, or Mary. We're celebrating them because they said, above all this noise, that's what's going to be remembered for 2,000, 4,000, 6,000, 10,000 years. That's very well said, So it's said, about Dana. the choice, everyone. Yeah. It really is about that choice that we make every single day. Mm-hmm. When mass when it gets when it hits media it can be taken in so many different directions so we have to take a step back and discern on our own yogananda had a saying he says those who work for the lord in the right way never think in terms of how much they are doing to him for him rather they think only of how much they are doing for others giving them a body through which they can render service to others a mind to think about him and his wonders, and a heart to love him as his father, maker, benefactor. And Yogananda had it right. It's like, once we put ourselves out there to serve, God can use our bodies. God can use our hearts. And I was just reading a portion of on giving, being generous, and all the attributes of what that is. And it says that it transforms, it can transform our heart. Hint, hint, Dana. No. <laughs> that it lowers our blood pressure just in giving whether it's our money or our service to other people. So when we place ourselves in that place, our whole body begins to assimilate really the heart of the divine. So things settle down and it makes sense. We get the wisdom of God, the counsel of God. So that's been my prayer on a daily basis of praying for all those involved, but also praying for my own health, for your health, and just serving in a greater capacity than I know what my own powers can do. I only can do this through the consciousness of Christ. And 
that's why my days are being full, you know, in a sense of presence, and I call it intimacy. Padre Pio, I've been reading some of Padre Pio's work during the Christmas season, learning so more, so much more about him. It talked about Padre Pio, we all know, prayed the rosary. He loved Our Lady. And one of the friars came in and had a, maybe was eating lunch with Padre Pio, and he goes, Padre, today I finished three rosaries. And he's looking for a little, yeah, good for you, <laughs> Padre Paul. <laughs> and, and Padre just smiled and just said, good for you. Then it says in the book, his, his mentor says, well, most people didn't know that, but Padre Peel took it upon himself that he would pray 68 rosaries a day, and he wouldn't feel fulfilled unless he had that. And mind you, those 68 rosaries are actually times three because it's the 15 decades. So it's like, oh, my God. And the, the portion that caught my mind or my heart was he didn't feel fulfilled until he did that. Now, that's intimacy. No one told mm-hmm. him to do it, but it's his love for Our Lady because he knew he took all his cares to Our Lady, which took him to Christ to manifest God's presence in people's lives. So there's mysteries out there to be unfolded. And John of God was one of those who created mysteries. And he taught us how to go deeper in our intentions. And I will love that about him. When he's an entity, that's the thing that drew me. But I also know those same entities, those same spirits are here in my bedroom, here in my home, when I take a walk. But there's that, the casa holds this energy just as when people come to celebrate life events, we, we have a, a vortex. And within that container, those miracles can happen in a greater capacity. So I don't befall anyone for making mistakes. We all do. The scripture says we all err and fall short of God's grace. And so then I can forgive my brother, my sister, myself, my ministry, whatever we have done that was an error in other people's perceptions. But that's what I love about coming up to, we have a West of Heaven coming up next month. But I'm just looking forward to those events because it really holds a capacity for more change for me and more intimacy with my God. So, Bobby, how do you see that coming into West of Heaven in February? I see that there's always that incredible opportunity when we come together because when we come together, the light is on and it and it gets brighter because we all are part of that that circuit that allows the light to shine ever brighter and we grow tremendously. So where two or more gathered, we truly are Mm. a a brighter light in the world. And God's efficiency is such that if if God gives it to one person, it can snowball and everyone can receive healing miracles, consciousness upgrades, tremendous forgiveness, tremendous resetting of consciousness. It's a profound opportunity. And the other thing is we consciously are evolving this together. It's very it's very much very about true. our prayers, our prayers in God's ears and God's heart and the divine endowment getting trans- transmitted as we're being transformed by the same presence. Wow. Very well said. And Dana, what is your perception of our upcoming West of Heaven? Well, I feel that we're in a train ride of continuous prayer that keeps building and building and building. I think in the beginning, I made the mistake of having expectations of what it might look like or what it should be, and I quit doing that. I just decided to be part of the sun coming up every day. And all I can tell you is I keep feeling the power grow 
through your intention, Padre, of what you're trying to unfold here on this planet. All we can be responsible is for what we can hold. We can pray for others and hold space for them to, to fulfill their purpose here as well. But the best we can do is be the walking presence of our own purpose. Mm. And that means kind of repeating the name of God over and over again. I've been doing a suggestion that Bobby made of a 21-day practice. Yeah. And that led me into, I had been talking about my new guide that I had been introduced to at the spring retreat. It had come full on while I was in Brazil and helped me help somebody on the plane live through a near-death experience. So I'm all in on trying to find out how to bring that presence more into the world to help anybody. I've learned as we're going forward, I'm looking forward to the February event. And I can tell a lot of people came to me uh, and said, wow, uh, when Padre skips a couple months, we really knows the difference because he set in motion this chain of change that the retreats are helping people in their inner work and their inner life. And I know that the February one, while they always seem like separate events because they come in a different month, they're not. They're in a continuum of a opening that we don't have any idea what it's about except it's towards this intimacy and our own self-awareness, our own self-love. So part of this just is I suggest during one of my classes when people are in their own ethics, you're being your same self in everything you do. Can you look at another and still be your same self even if that person is horrible or scary or confusing or crazed or really ill? Can you still stay in that same sense of God and love their gifts forgive their weaknesses, you can actually not contone actions. Even a terrorist, could you still hold them in compassion? How would a person come to that place? Because yeah. however they did it would be just as easy for me to do it with the right conditions and the right problems. Unless I would choose instead to try to be an example of how to make it through a really tough time. How to be still connected to that God heart head space. Regardless of what's coming at me. So I'm looking forward to these events because I keep thinking when we do this, it's not just the three of us. It's not just the monks and ordained. It's all the people that come, all the people that see the people later after they came because this is a transmission. You know, I hate to use the idea of a virus, but it's the idea of a positive virus. Everybody wants yeah. to say, did you catch a cold? And it's like, did you, did you catch <laughs> your joy? Did you catch yeah. awareness? Did you catch uh, hope? Because I think it's present whenever we're working. I feel it every day regardless of the news, of all the news. I feel it every day, and I've never felt better in my life. The quality at which we present or offer to ourselves, the atmosphere, the workplace, our families, our gatherings, whatever that they might be, really holds the truth of it's a revelation of who God is or mm -hmm. who the saints are, that intimate relationship. And the more we take a walk in, I call it more galaxies, more universes open up. And it's like, I just, uh, I just love the stars and say, well, there's more than just stars. There's galaxies that can contain within that. And it's like our small perception of our eye only sees so much. And the same way with our perception of what is, that there's more truth and revelation to occur if we open up to the greater and the only way I found out for me personally is to surrender what I know, <laughs> who I am, and enter into that mystery. And that mystery, we can use the term faith, stepping into the unknown.
when people come into and and I'm going to add to your observation of the West of Heavens. You mentioned it for those, not only the community members, but those who attend. And I'm going to also add for those who attended before because Mm -hmm. space and time are all, it's all one. So we're actually on the prefaces of all those who came before us or attended. Now we keep adding to this measure of faith or presence and it affects the music ministries. Off offers those who are presenting and offer a new shed a new light on life itself and how we can tap into that greater awareness of who God is in our life. And I get excited about that. That's like a playground for me. So looking forward to also those opportunities. And one of the things that the Holy Spirit revealed to me is about there comes an anointing for that. So we can be anointed for provision, for abundance, for new opportunities, whether it's the workplace, new jobs, or a new spouse. One has died or you've left one. There's an infinite possibilities, and, but it becomes in the anointing. And when it's the anointed, then it's God doing the work, not ourselves or not our mind doing the work. We're allowing grace to expand and open up a new possibility for us. So I look forward to that anointing service. I think all the callers can probably feel right now the presence wherever you're at because I was being reminded to look back at a picture from the retreat where I believe it was uh, Veronica was taking a picture from the back and it has all the members sitting there with all the orbs over their heads. And they forget that while you're listening or watching, you've agreed to be in the presence and be worked on, to be visited, to be uh, prayed on and healed over, prayed over and healed on, whatever you need. And they were reminding me it's right here in the call. And it's a taste of what it's like when we can gather again for more time, you get more soaking. The West of Heavens, when they're two days, they're amazing. When the retreats are four days, it's wonderful. And when we can finally have a whole week, which I know at some point something strange is going to happen for us where we can just really make things shift and change for people. I know that you all out there are experiencing this now and you're saying yes to that and finding your word for this year makes this more powerful because we're all together doing this. It isn't just hierarchy and three people do it. All, everybody has a part in what's happening. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's male or female. It's, we're all a part of the whole. You know, some just have an opportunity to speak. <laughs> That's all. So, I mean, I will take a back seat to if the Holy Spirit leads me to have other speaker present whatever it's going to be because ultimately it's to follow those whispers of heaven. Ultimately, yeah. it's about positioning. And if you reflect on your own life, let's say even the last year, we had some many aha moments individually in our lives, maybe accomplishments, maybe it's a new job, a raise, or just got married or had a child, whatever that might be. But there's also those times where maybe we felt ill or a disease came upon us or a trauma. We got arrested. Someone got a family member, the child got a, whatever that might be is it positions us to reevaluate where we, what our relationship with God is. And we can have this, well, pray for me so I, this changes. And it's like these opportunities that are presenting to us in the physical right now, it's actually a call for us to grow, let go, and then grow in God's wisdom. Otherwise, I don't think we would come to the table. Let's make a deal. It's not about that. It's about surrendering our lives, our purpose, in order to serve the greater. And so with that then comes better health, more prosperity, because 
if we're empty, we're going to be filled with God's attributes, which is abundance, which is health, which is healing. So give away what we have, people, because that's really the secret. It's entering to that mystery and continuing to give it away. And the world will come because the world is hungry for what we know is true. And we're always learning what's truer in our lives. Old concepts have to go and the brand new shows up. But it's about serving is really the element of that. In many of the retreats, when Celebrating Life celebrates, I do the Mass at the close, the communion service, and it's about breaking of the bread. And the scripture says healing is the bread that Jesus offered us. So if you think about it, if we don't receive the bread, the wisdom of God, then we, then we have to starve in our own judgments, in our own fears, in our own depressions. Because there's living water, there's living bread that gives us manna, the wisdom from heaven. So use your meditation, your silence, the quietness, the word of God to enrich our lives and position us to grow. And that's our part. But sometimes when we really get pushed by the world, they want to know answers, they want to know this, that. And we might have the answers, but we're not ready to set it free. That when we ponder these sacred truths, it gets revealed to us. And then by the anointing, by the very presence, the essence of spirit, then the word goes out and sets people free because our own opinion isn't going to matter. So anyway, I'm kind of going off track here, but <laughs> I'm, I'm excited, you know, excited about the spring retreat coming up also. It, it has such a flavor. It, we come together as a family, as one, and ultimately that's the goal here is to serve the one that we're standing in front of. Yes, indeed. Well, brothers, I think we're going to just move into a, a prayer time, a devotional time for healing for all those who are present on this call and for those who will listen to it beyond this. There's a stirring of the heart that only comes from the, the inklings of heaven, the guidance of the angels, the saints, the entities. And they're present now wherever you are in whatever condition you are. I know many of you have either a virus, a cold, a head cold, fever, cancer, diabetes, whatever form that's attacking your body. We just want to put it to a rest, to rest in God. And that has been done by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, we ask your presence to infiltrate our homes, our bodies, our relationships, our fears, our depression, our mind, and turn the heart towards yours, that sacred heart of Jesus and Mary and all the saints. We just usher in the angels' help right now. The healing angels, Raphael, come. Gabriel, come. St. Lucy, come. St. Agnes, come. Padre Pio, Padre Ranroth, all the entities of the Casa, come. Let your healing presence begin to dissolve, to heal, and to restore body functions. But also those who maybe even have a lawsuit against them, let God's hand, let God's heart become pliable to your case. Let the judgments of heaven reign, setting you free, setting them free. 
And for those who need provision, multiply it. Multiply that abundance. Present opportunities of uh, raises, gifts, opportunities to grow, new jobs, new businesses created. Thank you, O Lord, our God, for your grace. It's about your grace, O Lord. Sanctifying grace. So, Bobby, if you would like to offer a prayer, and then Dana. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify the Father in heaven. We all carry this light of the divine, the divine center, the divine consciousness. This light can overtake any darkness, and it can bring it into tranquility, transformation, transcendence. Such is that of God. Such a pure and powerful radiance, a sparkle. This sparkle can touch anything, any illness, any fear. It can transform any sense of unworthiness or disconnection. It can restore a mind to serenity and stillness. It can bring great intimacy. Let there be light. Let there be light. And let us be that for each other this night. Amen. 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 And then Brother Dana. God, come. You are love. You are love touching me now. You are love touching all of us now. Like the good father, the good mother, the good earth, the good heavens, the food, the water, the healing ointments, the healing rays. Touch all the places that we're hiding from you now. Let them be drawn into the light. Let the infirmity, the illness, the depression, the confusion, we're all offering this up to you now. Take it. Transform it. Transform us. Bring back into us now peace, eternal love, kindness, gratitude, certainty, truthfulness, wonderfulness, awe. The ability to conquer anything that I think is bigger than me, hurting me, I with you will implode it so that I can shine your grace and help others. Know that all of us are equal to this. All of us are available for this. All of us can have this now. In your light, in your name, in your glory. Amen. 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 Let us rest in that presence tonight. On behalf of Dana, Bobby, and I, May renewed health, vitality, abundance affect every area of your life. And I bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Namaste, my friends. Happy New Year. Bless you.